Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing news. Vin Diesel has confirmed that the Guardians of the Galaxy will appear in Thor 4, and Tessa Thompson has confirmed that Christian Bale is the villain. All of that and your feedback. Right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, start us off by reading us that five-star review. Oh, starting it off with a good one, sir. Best MCU cast by Garma Goway. Uh, I have listened to several Marvel casts, and hands down, this is the best. Matt and Jeff are two of the best podcasters I have ever heard, and do a wonderful job keeping everyone up to date with what is happening in the MCU. Wow. That is... Those are... That's bold words. Incredibly nice of you. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't really uh, co-sign any of those statements. I'm far too. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, I think it's called humble. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, I'm far too fake humble. That's the word I'm looking for. Ah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have too. I have far humble too much brag. false humility to agree with you, uh, Garma. But uh, <laughs> I really, yep. really yep. appreciate those kind words. For real. Uh, no. All, all kidding aside. Thank you very much. That means a lot. Uh, and we also had a contest this week. Guys, oh my gosh. Did we ever, I feel, did we already say this on the cast last week? Yeah, we did because Same. we had the, we had the second cast right after the Avengers cast or whatever. Um, yeah. We got so many people reviewed us this week. Avengers Assemble uh, got up to number 54 on iTunes, which is insane. That it's is nuts. super high. Higher than any higher of our shows than- have ever gotten. It got into the top 50, like, not, like, maybe a couple of hours after we uh, we saw that, because I went back and looked. Oh, really? I never even saw that. Yeah, it was in, like, the 46 or 7 range. Wow. Wow, 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 guys. That Crazy. means a lot, of course, because the way the algorithm works, we're already down below uh, number 100 now. But with <laughs> your help, there's a lot of people out there. We had a ton of you guys go give us five-star reviews and a ton of you write reviews, and we appreciate it. And the winner this week is Jesse Cook 313 You get a free T-shirt. So if you will email us at mcucast at gmail.com, we will send you a T-shirt. Just send us your size and your address, and we will send you a shirt. Um, but... We have four more weeks till New Mutants comes out, and we are trying to keep a sustained pressure on iTunes to keep it up near the top. So to help our stranded panda thing grow, please go and give us a five-star review. Write us a review on iTunes uh, or wherever you get podcasts, and uh, send, us, send us a screenshot if it's somewhere else, uh, because we will absolutely do another shirt this week. And we'll probably do multiple shirts another week. Who knows? Because we just uh, we got a stranded panda shirt in the works. Maybe maybe that'll be ready in time. But um, oh, it'd be cool. Uh, I like the uh, I like the logo that we had for Benjamin's symbol that was sent to us. I do too. Omer Omer Omalia, uh, who who designed some of our shirts stuff, sent us a logo this week, and I haven't even gotten a chance to, t- to tell him how much I like it. So, uh, so tell him now. <laughs> I'm telling him now, but I'll also write him a message. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been crazy busy the last twenty four hours, but anyway, we're we're back. Uh, let's do some f- uh, news and feedback today. Uh, first, biggest piece of news is the R- Black Widow trailers out. Yeah, the Black Widow trailer dropped today, uh, and unfortunately, we're going to have to put that one tomorrow. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna drop a full. We just wanted to do a full episode on that one, so that'll be in the feed as well. But uh, we we just we, we like to do full episodes for those trailers because there's so much to talk about, and especially with that one. Oh my god! Yeah, man, for sure. So there's a new Black <sighs> Widow trailer, but we're not gonna say too much about it because we're gonna have to spend a whole episode on that and save it for the cast. Save it for the cast. I don't know how much we've said that on the on the actual cast in the past, but that's a that's a constant running joke between me and Jeff because we'll just start having Marvel conversations and getting real deep on some theory and then we're like save it for the cast save it for the cast (laughs) (laughs) like we gotta record this we're not gonna have this deep a conversation or this deep a thought later we gotta record it yep so save it write it down save it for the cast all right but another news what else we got there jeff well, there's a couple of things uh, regarding Thor 4, you know, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Vin Diesel has confirmed that the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to make an appearance in Thor 4. That's pretty cool. I I, wouldn't, it, I, I assumed that would be the case. That's As we all did, we assumed that that was the thing. Thor Love and Thunder is coming next uh, before Guardians 3. Uh, and we assumed that, you know, they're going to see him off or do something of the of the sort. But... You know, you know what happens when you assume, right? Uh, indeed, indeed. You're always right. We no longer have to assume. You're always right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I guess I didn't know what happens when you assume. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Vin Diesel has made it possible for us to no longer have to assume because we now know they will appear. I'm really curious about how m- much of a role they'll have because clearly the last movie was very comedic, Thor Ragnarok. So mm-hmm. you could see a world where Thor, Love and Thunder, like maybe, maybe the entire team isn't there, but like just like Hulk joined Thor for the entirety of his movie, you could have a thing where like maybe Groot is there the entire time, or maybe Rocket, or may, maybe it's a, maybe Gamora, and they start a start a nice little love triangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, maybe, 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 <laughs> she, maybe the maybe the evil Gamora is won over by Thor this time, and. It, finally turns uh star lord dark and evil like he's like he's eventually gonna have to be um, yeah because that's the next obvious turn right yeah for sure <laughs> lost his mom lost his dad lost his girl mm-hmm. now he's got nothing else to live for yeah and and we we we, we and he already he did he like infinity war the snap's kind of his fault like he needs to pay for it but we need to like drive home the fact that you know he's like my favorite character almost in this whole thing i love i love 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 star lord but you know he has to pay i think he has to pay (laughs) 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 yep yep just tear everything down from him uh well maybe uh maybe christian bale's gonna be the one to deliver it because tessa thompson has confirmed that he will be the villain in thor 4 mm. we don't know what role that is like what actual villain he's going to play but he's gonna be the bad guy and a lot of the uh, a lot of the internet chatter uh is pointing toward gore the god butcher gore the god butcher i have no idea who that is uh, Gore the God Butcher is uh, kind of a recent addition to Marvel Comics, uh, and he's one that, uh, like, on his planet, his, he was being slaughtered, whatever. He called out to the gods for help, and the gods didn't help him. And so he was like, how can there be gods? How can we worship them if they're just going to let us, you know, die in droves or whatever? So he sets out on a quest to go and kill all gods from all pantheons. Interesting. And 
Yeah, and and he ends up doing a pretty solid job of it. Um, and he actually is part of the reason that Thor in comics lost uh, lost his worth, his worthiness uh, to to wield Mjolnir, uh, huh. because Gore the God Butcher is the one that said that you know no god is worthy. How can you be worthy? You know when things like that happen. And Mjolnir immediately dropped. Oh wow! So he convinced. Oh, no, sorry. So he it wasn't him. Oh, sorry. Sorry, it wasn't him that said it. It was uh, Nick Fury. Nick Fury was fighting Thor. Said Gore was right, and the hammer immediately dropped. Interesting. It's interesting that like uh, Mjolnir like realized that. I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, well, it, it's interesting you know, that Mjolnir that, can be convinced that. Yeah. Well, from that, it 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 became apparent that Mjolnir was sentient, and you know was kind of a an elder cosmic being, so to speak. But, huh. You know, that's that's in comics. I'm not sure how they'll handle it here, but there I mean we've we've seen that Natalie Portman is gonna is gonna pick up the hammer, right, in Thor Four. Right. So, so maybe he has to drop it. He he's gotta he's gotta have it drop at some point. Hmm. Interesting. So well, wait, we might see wait, 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 hold on. But yeah, go. Milner's not even there anymore though. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Mjolnir got uh, kind of destroyed. Mjolnir was destroyed. He now still has Stormbreaker, which does not require the same worthiness that we know of, right? That we know of. And we know that Groot held it. Um, but so far, only Thor other than other than Groot. Uh, there was the, the funny switch up when Steve caught it in, uh, in Endgame. That's right. But we also know he's worthy. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming there's no, you know, Odin was not there to put a spell on it or whatever. So I'm assuming it doesn't require worthiness, but I mean, it still may be a hard axe to wield, but you know, so far we don't know of any worthiness clause as it were. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I really hope they let him, I hope they give him something good to do um, because I mean, I love Thor Ragnarok uh, and obviously the, the villain from the first Thor being Loki uh, was a great villain who has persisted, but man, they really whiffed it uh, in uh, the second Thor movie because yeah. I love the actor who plays, who plays the villain in that movie and they just did nothing with him put him under a bunch of latex and had it gave him no character uh, characterization and let him do no acting. And I was very, very frustrated with that. So as much as I do love um, uh, Jack, the cowboy, um, <laughs> which is how I know Christian Bale. Um, yeah, that's his, that's his character newsies, by the way, uh, yeah, as much so as <laughs> I love Jack, the cowboy, I want them to do a good job because honestly, as I mean, I love Christian Bale's work, like his early work. And yeah. it, it's weird to say early because it doesn't feel like that early to me because I like I said, I know him from Newsies, but like Newsies, The Machinist. Um, oh, gosh. The Prestige. The Prestige. The um, the uh, uh, American Psycho. Like American Psycho was a big one for they're him. They're amazing movies. And then I kind of. As much as I did, I did like those Batman movies. I didn't care about his Batman after Batman Begins, and then his Terminator movie was really bad. Um, I just, I, I just feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's made some bad, pretty big missteps in his uh, in his later career. And I, and I know he's a great actor. I really hope that they use him correctly in this. Yeah, 
I mean, he can he can get some pathos, you know, for pathos, sure. pathos, whatever. Um, I just I sure. really hope that he doesn't bring that Batman voice into it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that Batman that's been voice my major thing. is so bad. Like, how are you going to put <laughs> so much money and time into a movie and let a guy talk like he has like a really bad cold the entire time? Right. And it's not an intimidating voice he's using. Nope. <laughs> it's just kind of goofy. You're it's just really goofy. It's like you're shoving gravel in his face. Well, like, come on, Yeah, man. it's like that, and it's like he's having a hard time breathing. It's just, yeah. it's a really, I know, I know this is well-trodden territory, but we're the Marvel podcast. We don't get to talk about DC very often. And let's just say, the Batman voice, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that you brought up that it sounds like he's having trouble breathing because <laughs> you know I I heard it before but I never really thought about it where he's just like oh no it's all where is she <laughs> every sentence requires a big inhale <laughs> like it's so bad it's so bad and. It's so bad. Have you seen the cartoon? I think I think or the the YouTube series called I think they're called Batman. Batman, yeah. Uh, it's it's Pete Holmes yep. playing Batman, and he does a voice akin to that voice. And after hearing him do it, I go back and watch the movie, and it's not that much better. Yeah. Like <laughs> Pete Holmes is doing an ultra like really silly version of that. He yep. is like. <laughs> like doing that sort of thing. I think, I think he actually said that exact line at one point. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. He's doing, <laughs> I love those bad, bad, the bad man sketches guys. You got to check them out. Pete Holmes is just type in Pete Holmes is Batman. They're really funny. They're really, really funny. Uh, not, I think they're not safe for work probably and not safe for kids. <laughs> yep. Not uh, safe for work or kids. Yep. Uh, but anyway, they're great. You check them out. But ever since I've seen those, I can't like listen to Christian Bale's voice. It was already bad. And then I, once I heard the Pete Holmes version, like it's, 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 it's even worse. It's even oh, worse. And then, then they, they added Bane in. Oh yeah. So, you know, <laughs> he's like, your voice sounds similar to mine. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It <laughs> sounds like you're in pain as well. It's like, oh gosh, what's the, what's the guy who directed those movies name? My, my, my brain is freezing. Uh, Nolan. Nolan. Thank you, Christopher Nolan. Again, Christopher Nolan. Freaking love Christopher Nolan. I love his early work. Um, (laughs) And great, great director. It's like that one weird thing where he like, maybe it was the sound designer. I don't know who, but something was done really poorly. And like, it's not just one thing. It's those two very distinctive things that get made fun of. And it's not like they get made fun of, but other people defend them. They're just like universally considered bad. <laughs> I've never heard anyone defend Bane's voice or defend Batman's voice. And it's like, who? how did that make it through this multi-billion dollar movie? A million dollar movie. Hundreds of millions of dollars spent. And someone's like, no one said, hey, Christian Bale, uh, maybe get some Breathe Right strips, yo. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe open up the, the chest a little bit, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Get, get down in there. Anyway. We, no, we, you're the one that normally bags on DC, and I'm really not bagging on it. Those are great movies for the most part. The third one's awful. Uh, but uh, they, 
<laughs> oh, I love this. I love this so much. Sorry. Sorry. I just get, I get, I got on my soapbox about the Batman voice. I, I, I'm surprised it took us this long for me to make fun of the Batman voice. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's move on. We're like 20 minutes into this episode. <laughs> and all I've talked about is the Batman voice. Okay, let's move on. We got feedback. That's what we're doing yeah. today. Let's do some that's feedback. The, that's the other thing we're doing. <laughs> 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 that's the name of the we always try to think of something to name the episodes let's just then like it's like you know it's true of what we're talking about but it's also something worth clicking on and this week it's just gonna be matt makes fun of the batman voice <laughs> your punishment must be more severe <laughs> but pain you <laughs> you you get off of my podcast <laughs> microphones headphones powerful tools for the uninitiated no but we are initiated don't aren't we bruce you will not spread your um <laughs> ideology on my podcast pain <laughs> All right, uh, let's go. What is, what is ca- <laughs> let's do let's do a, an episode for just just for the patrons oh, where we just God. talk in those two voices for yeah <laughs> for for thirty yep. minutes. Oh man, let's let's pick an afternoon and do that. <laughs> okay, I'm good for that. Yeah, you want to do that tomorrow? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, let's let's get two guys with no improv okay. training. Uh, <laughs> Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's get to some feedback here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Whew. Ken Levin sent us a message. Said, "Hey guys, I'm enjoying your podcast here so much. Uh, thanks for keeping us entertained and updated." Matt, where can I go to listen to your music? Oh, uh, thank you. I did not mean to put this first. I would probably have buried it a little bit. Uh, again, my fake humility. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, my, my music's all over the place. Uh, you can find my music under Matthew Carroll uh, on any service. Matthew Carroll, Left to Burn is the name of my album. Uh, but I, the more recent stuff, the nerdy stuff, which is all about Star Trek, and I have written two Marvel songs so far, and I'm trying to write eight before May. But that may not, I may not make it. It may, may like maybe May or June. But uh, I'm going to try to put out a little uh, a little Marvel EP just for fun because it's what I it's what I love. Um, so working on that, uh, that's all under the band name, the garage. Uh, but the garage is the name of that band. And it, it has an album called Earl gray hot, or you can follow stranded Panda YouTube channel, uh, which actually you should all just do. If you're fans of this podcast, follow the stranded Panda YouTube channel. We ha- I don't think we've pitched it yet really, but we're going to be making some videos in the future. But right now we're releasing, the song a week for Star Trek and we'll be releasing the song a weeks for Marvel soon. And we're, 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 we sometimes release like clips from the podcast on there and stuff like that. Like funny clips from the podcast or, or, or good like theories. The yeah. We might have some Bane voice on there next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, stranded Panda on YouTube. That's like the easiest way to follow all the stuff. And I'll be posting music from the garage and from Matthew Carroll. Uh, but thank you for asking. I, d- I really didn't mean to put that first. <laughs> I saw that one, but I was like, yeah, well, why not? I'll, I'll let someone ask that on the podcast. Um, let's move <laughs> But let's move on. All right, so it looks like uh, Lane sent us back a message saying Millie Bobby Brown needs to be Kitty Pride. Mm. And you know, I can get behind that. 
I can get behind that too. She would be a captivating Kitty Pride. Like she's just so sweet, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I could, I could so absolutely sweet and see innocent. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, love it. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. And so going going back along those lines of uh, what we talked about last week with, you know, who, what role these actors need to be in. Oh eight four said Keanu needs to be Moon Knight. Uh, Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown needs to be Human Torch and Ooh. Said, fight me. Ooh, that's a. I like that. I like that non-gendered, like different casting of Millie Bobby Brown. I, I would still want her to be like a play, a playgirl or whatever, or you, you know, still have that sort of like, uh, yeah, still be sort of a player and like, still, still be sort of like the fun. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Actually, I could totally see a female version of the Human Torch. I like that. Yep. Uh, Ryan Gosling needs to be Gambit and Mila Kunis for Psylocke. Ooh, Mila Kunis, Psylocke. I could get down with that. I like it. Uh, Olivia Munn played her in the most recent movie, right? Yes. I haven't seen that movie still. We're going to watch it over on Bingers Assemble soon. But uh, I... That was Apocalypse, wasn't it? Oh, was she in Apocalypse? Oh, you know what? I did see Apocalypse. (laughs) I guess I don't remember. Her performance. Was, she looked great one. as Psylocke. <laughs> um, well, they uh, they tried to go, pr- you know, pretty close to comics accurate. Yeah, they did, and, uh, and they did a fairly decent job with it. Mila Kunis would be a very different take on it, I think. And I, 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 I could, I could get down with it though. I like, I like it. Yep. Oh uh, wait, four also says I'll only accept Henry Cavill as, in the MCU as Hyperion. Also, Ben Affleck as Nighthawk. Stephen Amell is Golden Archer, the ultimate power move, smiling face with horns. <laughs> so those are all basically characters that are spin or takeoffs on the their characters they've played for DC, right? Yes. That's the joke. Yes. Gotcha. I don't know those yep. characters, so Yeah, I'm not as familiar with Hyperion. Um I want to say that he's kind of a dick, but I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> they like to do that. They like to bring characters over to other universes and make them like versions of it's kind of like the Watchmen. It's like <laughs> he's he's uh, they're they're that that character but a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's uh, what I mean, Watchmen it, it's, is. It's it's literally like a I would say closest analog to uh the comedian is basically Captain America. Like he wears a, I think he, yeah, I don't know. He's like the soldier guy, but he's like Captain America. If Captain America was an utter dick and like uh, Captain America, if he had been that other guy, what do you mean? <clears throat> oh, like if that oh, other right. soldier. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a good call. Uh, that's actually not a bad idea for like, a um, like a, what if, if like they, if, they're doing that. Well, I know they're doing it for, if they chose, uh oh gosh what the, carter right peggy yeah but they're not what i mean it's the classic like it's the superman tale of if someone else it's the what's the red red sun is the red sun where they where yeah. so, some someone from soviet russia picks up superman instead of uh, uh the our nice farm farm boy family um yeah nice iowa farm boy family what if kal-el was raised in a different environment yeah so we're talking a lot about dc on this episode we are that's weird hey it's not our fault (laughs) actually i don't know but i'm sure there's some percentage of that that is our fault (laughs) so people are asking people are saying dc things 
Yep. And, uh, and I'm just and we're talking about DC actors. Yeah, or, there's a whole lot of DC actors going on in this this yeah. cast. Speaking of, speaking of, yeah, <laughs> Jonathan Ichikawa says at MCU cast Henry Cavill would be a good Craven the Hunter. Ooh, what do you think of that? I like that idea a lot. He's got the build for it. He's got the gravitas, you know, I, the, the screen presence for it. He would be scary. Yeah, I see that more than I see any of the other things we've talked about him being. Um, but I haven't seen Witcher, and you, you, you like Witcher, right? Oh yeah, he does such a good job in Witcher. Yeah, so uh, I can imagine. Yeah, I imagine that Witcher character would probably be somewhat similar, and that he's like mm-hmm. a lone hunter dude, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Yep. So cool. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. If if Henry Cavill's getting in on the whole Marvel thing, not a bad idea. <laughs> oh man, uh, there's a lot of great things about this next one. There's the yep. the the picture, <laughs> the, the the name, the screen name of the person. Carlos, oh my God. Carlos Spicy Wiener wrote yep. in on Twitter. <laughs> And said something's happening here, and I, I honestly don't know if he meant this as the joke or not. He he wrote in something's happening here, and he showed that he's he's playing Binger's Assemble, the first episode of Binger's Assemble on his, uh, you know, uh, on his radio. Well, this was, it, this it, was when we dropped the X Men episode in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast feed, right? And on it, yeah. instead of saying Binger's Assemble, it just says Binger's Ass, <laughs> which yeah, I like it. <laughs> Also, uh, Carlos Spicy Wiener, you need to dust that thing. That is, that's mm, Indeed, indeed. If I could digitally do that from here, I would write, uh, wash me on yeah. your, uh, <laughs> like people do on the back of cars. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of dust going on in there. <laughs> I, but I, I, hey, no, no, uh, no judgment. Mine is probably worse. Probably that's way fair. worse. <laughs> I would still write wash me. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, so next up, Ashley Coffin said in our uh, in our Facebook chat group, uh, guys, what if Taskmaster is dot 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 Clancy Brown? Why does everyone seem to think it's not just Brown? He can just watch videos of them fighting during all the news coverages. Uh, yeah, Clancy Brown is the original Taskmaster, right? Is that um, correct? We've got a few people no. writing in saying the same thing. Like, why is everyone trying to make Taskmaster a different person? Uh, you know. Tony Masters is who I remember as Taskmaster. Um, Clancy Brown, I thought, was Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs? Yeah. Is that, that's his name? <laughs> uh, no, dude, he's the voice of Mr. Krabs. And SpongeBob? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, then I don't know what she means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I apologize, uh, Ash. I apologize. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> he did do the voice of Taskmaster in Avengers Assemble, though, uh, on the on the TV series. Okay. Th- there you go. That's what she means. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, sure. Could be Clancy Brown. Uh, I I don't like the idea that given all these teases, I've said it before, but I don't like the idea that she he just watched it in news coverage. I hope, even if it's just like a flashback or we just get to hear about it, I hope that he got to meet Cap in battle because I just think that's more interesting, um, and it just like makes the world feel more lived in if he's like actually someone who battled Cap. Yeah, you know, you know, we know that um, Tony's coming back for this. Uh. 
Give me, give me your odds on whether you think Cap could. Whether or not Cap's going to show up? Yeah. Oh, God, that would be a huge reveal. Yeah, well, um, especially as secretive as everything has kind of been so far, and as as much yeah. well as much as we've seen, we haven't seen anything that's that's Cap at all. No, uh, other than the way that he throws the shield. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It it throws it, kicks it. Um, yeah. It, ooh, ooh. This so, I guess Budapest had to have happened before Cap was unfrozen. Probably. Okay. Okay. I was trying. To, I'm just trying to like give good fan theory here. Well, Cap was unfrozen like not long before the events of Avengers. Yes, and Natasha was already well on the side of uh, Shield yep. by then. So I'm per- I'm assuming that the Budapest was long before that. But who knows? I'm just trying. To, I was trying to think like, what if uh, what if they unfreeze unfroze Captain America, and before he um, went out into the world as Captain America before they revealed to the world, they sent him out as a secret agent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was, and he was taskmaster. Um, that's, and like some of those early bat or some of those battles could be him fighting Natasha when, uh, whoever sent him out to get him, get her or something. That's, that's, nah. that's, that's not, not really possible. Cause we also that's- see, we see him in a lot of moments and in the newest trailer, which a little tease we're going to talk about tomorrow. They say he is the leader of the red room. Yep. Sounds like Taskmaster himself is in charge of the Red Room. So, yeah. It, I'm yep. just being silly. I'm just trying to think of fun things for it to be. I feel like I, I posited that theory before. Yeah, that, that it could was, actually uh, be just B-Cap. No, no, no. The, not that one. The, the Taskmaster was in charge of the Red Room. Oh, uh, yeah. We've definitely and, talked uh, about him being in connection with it. It seems like they're probably they're fighting on the same side, at least. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> On the next episode. On the ne- next episode. Uh, next up, Sherman Smith said, don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see a cameo of old Cap, or I'm sorry, old man Cap, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Me too. It would be nice. It would be nice. I'm, I'm 100%. I'd like to see, okay, so if we're, if Cap's actually going to die, like, because right now they've had him in a place where he's not dead. They have all the technology to de-age him even if they want to. Uh, but if they're actually going to let Cap die, which is kind of the what it felt like at the end of... I'd really like for Bucky to be there. Yeah. You know? The end of the line, man. <clears throat> and it'd be, pretty, it'd be a pretty touching thing if, uh, you know, Falcon oh. and Winter Soldier were, were with Cap to the end of the line, you know? Uh, you know what would be a really uh, a really great parallel, and I hate to mention it, but if we got to see like Falcon and Bucky, or Sam and Bucky being pallbearers for Cap, for Steve, ooh, just like he was a pallbearer for uh, for Peggy Carter, yeah. Mm, I I hate you. Let's move on. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm just, to everyone listening. I'm just trying to have a fun time and talk in my Batman voice, and you're making me think about the Paul, the Captain America's funeral. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's well, rough. they uh, they've got the technology to pass time through Cap, right? Rather than passing Cap through time. Totally. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people mentioning this on the internet and such. Like, yeah, 
he's old, but they have they have the ability. I mean, I guess maybe he's just resigned that he's no longer that's not his life anymore, and he's decided to live out his life. But you know, I just imagine if the world's really in trouble somewhere, Cap would come out of retirement. <laughs> Brought back out of retirement for one last fight. Mm-hmm. Captain America. <laughs> I, I could totally. Like he's a boxer. Like, what if he's like the, he's like this old character who just like, you know, he sits in the background of the MCU for another 10 years, you know, like, and, and they even maybe bring up the de-aging to him. And he's like, no, no, no. I've, I've, I've lived my life. I've li- had my time and da, 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 you know, whatever. Something like that. And then like 10 years from now in the MCU, they get like some crazy event happens and they need cap and they like, and he just comes out, they de-age him in that moment and he steps out onto the like battlefield one last time and like dies a valiant death that way. Mm. Looking like Chris Evans. Yeah. Looking just, just going straight back to like Captain America. Uh, normal age cap could be down. could be fun. I'd I'd love to see him again. I just want them to give us some time. Yeah, like 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 we have said before, give us time to miss him. Yes, give us time absolutely. to feel that absence and feel the loss. That way, when you do bring him back, it makes it that much more stirring. Yeah, that much more emotional. Same thing for Tony. Even if they bring him back as an AI, like I kind of want a little bit of a break to miss him. And I mean, honestly, well, if they're going to bring him back just as like an AI, I feel like I could put up with that sooner than later, just because we've already had a year away from him and a year to miss him. And he, we wouldn't be actually getting him back, back, you know? That's yeah. a little different, but I feel like if they were <laughs> going to do that, they might have done it in Spider-Man, though. Sorry, I just had this crazy thought of like, you know, the AI Tony's not perfect because nobody really understands AI the way that Tony does. So, you know, the the equivalent of Jarvis or Friday or Edith, you know, they're they're not quite there. And you, we just hear Tony saying like, I love you 3000. I love you 3000. It's like, ah, Tony's stuck again. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. I'm now just thinking about like, a slightly older Morgan, like coming of age, becoming whatever superhero she becomes, which is something, right? Yeah. I mean, what does she become in comics? Uh, she, no, you don't know. She doesn't, uh, she doesn't exist in comics. If I recall. Oh, correctly. okay. I thought she, I thought he had a kid uh, that becomes something. Or am I just conflating multiple people? Uh, anyway, it's pepper becomes rescue in the comics. Yeah. Which she kind of did in this. Uh, in Endgame, uh, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see Morgan become of age and do whatever she's going to do with her life, and then then she gets to like know an AI version of her dad. Because I, you know, you just mentioned him not being perfect like the other AIs or whatever. But like I ass- because someone else built him, I'm guessing is your supposition. But I'm assuming if Tony is an AI, the like only if he built himself into an AI, yes, it would have been perfect. That's what I, I. That's the only way I imagine that going is like they uncover some box that he had in, in the back somewhere and it has AI, AI Tony already built where he just downloaded his consciousness, you know? Yep. I think that yep. is a hundred percent what would happen because he's, he's a narcissist and like he's clearly would do that. Yeah. Yeah. He obviously would. Um, 
But yeah, no, he didn't have any kids in the comics, so we can't really say what Morgan would grow up into. Uh, but she could be Ironheart if they wanted to go that route. Right. Um, Maybe that's what I've heard. But Riri Williams is Ironheart, so that you know that might be one of those. Um, you know, there might be some race conflict or contention if you know Morgan Stark was to take over Ironheart uh, instead of Riri. Sure, but, sure, sure. You know, it's you know I again like give it a minute. Let's wait. You know, don't put Tony in front of us just yet. Give it a minute. I agree. I would still like to see her, uh, Morgan, you know, watching that video every now and again of him saying like, you know, him giving his, um, it almost looks like his will, but his, you know, his last words. Yeah. Like, what am I saying? It's going to be fine. You know, love you 3000. Like, ugh, God, shoot me through the heart again. Please. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Next up on the feedback list, Kyle Ray says, if the New Mutants does, in fact, become canon with the MCU, though I don't think it will, could the facility that the mutants reside in be located in Madripoor? Uh, possibly have Easter eggs that tie into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Also, I think it would be pretty interesting to have members of the Hellfire Club be present when Madripoor is revealed in Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, or at least reference to the secret group. Let me know what you guys think. I think that's a killer idea that oh, yeah. has not been talked about enough yet is what if we get, you know, what if we get the new mutants being the, the lead in, uh, and it, it makes sense, you know, with the, uh, with the title mm-hmm. and the timing. Yeah. Like, and Madripoor being a thing in Falcon Winter Soldier, like it, they're, they're clearly talking about it and they, they took like, it's, it's, this movie was supposed to come out like a year ago. They basically, I don't know how much reshoots they did, but they could have reshot enough to put it squarely in the MCU if they wanted to. Yeah. It really just depends on if they saw the movie and were like, hey, this movie would be a good MCU outing, or if they, you know, just 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 thought it would be, oh, let's leave that in the Foxverse. So it's it really just depends on how good this is and whether that whether it fits what their game plan is for bringing the mutants <laughs> in, you know? Uh, that's kind of a... <laughs> kind of a shitty way to be like yeah we'll we'll include it if it's good but uh if it doesn't do good then it's not it's not here oh no i meant like if it's good as in if they saw it a year ago or whatever when it was supposed to come out because remember it got delayed by a lot when the, with all the fog yeah, shake up several years and so when they, when they saw it they could have been like wow this is an amazing film i'm not talking about how well it does in the box office i'm talking about like you know how it's how how good they thought the movie it was as a movie and how how well it fits their their goals for the X-Men or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the hell as for the hellfire club, what do you think? I don't know. I think it might be a little bit early for the hellfire club. Um, just cause the hellfire club is really, it feels like the hellfire club isn't anything without the X-Men to be the counterpoint to it. Um, so it, it might be, I don't know. It might fit. It might be a little bit early. I, it, I don't know. in, if it was based in Madripoor and there's not a lot of the Hellfire Club, like if there's just like an off offhand mention in passing and it doesn't get brought up as a big thing, I, I'd be down. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Uh, next up, Ivan Episcopo says, after hearing about the budget for Falcon and Winter Soldier, I wonder how long it will be before the price for Disney Plus starts going up. I don't mind paying if the quality and quantity of MCU shows is there for me to watch without much time in between. I complain every time Netflix raises their price, but I'm still paying, lol. $150 million for six episodes is a huge investment, but I wonder if they can maintain that commitment for shows with a fixed price of $6.99 a month. Um, you know... The mouse has so much money. The <laughs> House of Mouse draws it in. They could do six ninety nine a month for a long time. That's one of their biggest strengths is uh, they can they could do that for a long time and really run Netflix out of money because Netflix, as much as they are popular and, and they're in every house in the world, it seems like uh, they are still not a profitable company. <laughs> Um, which is crazy to they think just, about. Yeah, they just keep spending. And I actually think they've sort of gone a, f- a, f- a field of what they should be doing. For a while, it seemed like... You remember, I don't know, around House of Cards and Orange is the New Black and then Daredevil, it seemed like if there was a Netflix original, you believed it was a prestige thing. Yeah, if it was a Netflix original, it was good. It was money. Yeah. Bank on that being a real good product it was like they made uh, even the kids shows they made were like the highest quality of kids shows and then at some point they decided to just go okay we're losing a lot of our content and i think they got scared that they were losing a lot of their like you know friends and seinfeld and things like that so they started just like making a lot of shitty shows to fill their (laughs) coffers it seems like or to (laughs) fill to make sure when you go to netflix you have plenty to watch and yeah. so they spent tons of money making content. Uh, and I, I mostly just have negative feelings about most Netflix originals now. Not all of them. Some of them are great, but it's hard to, I used to see that Netflix original thing and be like, Oh, this is going to be good. I would sit yeah. there and watch every Netflix original back when they were doing like one a month, but now they put out like one a day and I, and, and like most of them are bad. <laughs> it's just like, uh, and uh, you know, I wish they, they should have at least branded it differently or something like, um, I don't know. I don't know what you could have called it or something. You could have like given it a separate name for like Netflix dailies or Netflix, um, you know, produced by Netflix, produced by Netflix comfort, comfort content or something like that. Like, <laughs> Stuff stuff that you're going to sit and watch, but you, you know isn't good for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, we know this is bad, but please, just keep paying. Keep paying. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, I think they have, they've, they've done a bad job the last, like, however many years um, keeping the content good. So. Yeah. I mean, there have been. There have been some that are real good, like uh, Altered Carbon. I keep hearing nothing but great things about Altered Carbon, and I really want to watch it all. Oh, it's stupid good. Should, um, should we? How many how many episodes is it? Should we do a podcast about it? Uh, there's two seasons now. Yeah, and I know the just second season just started. Maybe, uh, yeah, but I bet there's tons of podcasts already. But everybody keeps telling me how great it is, and doing a podcast about a thing is about the only time I have like I can make the time to watch it. So. <laughs> Is that is that how I'm gonna get you? Is yeah, a podcast about ba- it. Basically, that's how we. That's okay. How, that's how you're gonna get me. But the problem is now would be the time to do it because they're, they just released season two. But I yeah. there's no way I can do any other podcasts until we we until Black Widow basically because I'm doing a song a week until Black Widow comes out basically, and 
whew, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And we're and we're getting caught up on bingers so that we can meet our deadlines there. And we're yeah. keep trying to keep our at least uh, you know, a, a episode or two a week going of MCU cast. So Totally. I am I just watch the first episode of Alter Carbon and try to tell me that you don't want to do a podcast. I believe oh I do. I definitely do. I am telling you right now I want to. <laughs> like before sight unseen. I've just had a lot of people tell me how good it is. And a lot of people from different quarters too. Like um you, you you're telling this and I know I know your taste pretty well, but then I've got friends who have completely different tastes than you that are like, You have to see Alter Carbon. It's mind blowing. And I'm like, Okay, oh, that's so freaking killer. Oh my god. Um man, uh speaking of starting podcasts, um <laughs> I have an idea for a podcast. Okay. And I shouldn't talk about it on the show yet. Cause it's probably like a two years away if we ever got it done. Now this is how we get it started. Cause you, you get the, um, you get the, the fan feedback and the, the, you know, that the, the crowd push yeah, in that direction. That's It'll true. get you going. That's true. Uh, well, I'll tell you about it then. Uh, you know, I've been writing these songs, writing a song a week. And what I'm doing is I'm writing songs from the characters perspectives, Right. Yep. And so as I've been doing that, I'm realizing in many ways what I'm doing is I'm writing in a style I like. So it's not, I hope it's not super cheesy, but basically I've been writing musicals, you know, like I'm yeah. writing these songs that are from the characters' perspectives and hopefully are emotional and evocative, um, but they are from the character's perspective. So, so you could put this character in there singing that song. And I'm realizing that something that I, I was watching some other musical show and I was like, you know, I'm basically doing this. Like a lot of, a lot of these, these, uh, these days they come on with musicals and it's like Glee or uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist just came out. Or uh, a lot of these shows come out that are musical related. Yep. But they just pull from songs in the pop zeitgeist, you know? Yep. They don't actually do like original music. And I really like original music in songs. I think my crazy ex-girlfriend did original music, um, but I never, I never did watch that. So anyway, I was just thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I could totally write musicals if I wanted to. And I actually really like some musicals. I wonder if that'd be interesting or fun. And then I started like crafting an idea for a uh, musical in podcast form where Hmm. We do like basically a full on radio play style thing where people like are, you know, acting and talking and have like a whole storyline. And it would probably be sci fi or superhero or something in that realm, but then actually use the songs that the kind of songs I've been writing and like put them into the show as the actual characters performing them. So you'd basically get like a, a full on musical podcast and it is super early, early stages. Um, the idea, uh, but I've got a few ideas that were kicking around. Um, I like it. I think it could be really cool, but it's like one of those, like we'd probably only do like six episodes a season or something like that, because that's about all we could do per year. If we were going right. to like do right. it right. You know? Oh, I understand. I trust me. I know. So I've got a few friends. I'm kind of in, in sort of a writer's room right now, like kind of bouncing out in, in, in a virtual writer's room, bouncing ideas around about what story we want to tell and like what would be good to write, to sing songs about and like what would work. Hmm. Uh, and so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I probably, if it happens, it'll probably be two years cause it's a ton of work, but yep. 
And I don't okay. really know how to do a narrative podcast yet. Like that's, that'd be a completely <laughs> new skill set for me. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to sit in front of a mic and just, you know, make characters. I, I sit and talk. Yeah. I converse. <laughs> yeah. It's like here I mix for, um, you know, uh, people to be able to hear our conversation well, and hopefully it's not too annoying. Like that's basically my two goals, you know, <laughs> like make it sound good enough to not be abrasive and, but still understandable enough to cut through and be able to understand the speech. That's the whole goal. But if you're like trying to build a narrative, you're trying to like set up a whole world. There's going to be Foley and background music and like, yep. it's, it's a whole thing, you know? Yeah. And the, uh, the, the Wolverine, uh, Long night, the long night or the longest night, the Wolverine podcast on Stitcher. Yeah, that uh, that we had the promo code for a while ago. Yeah, they did a really great job of of building the the world around the characters with you know with sound. You know, uh, yeah, and that's that's really neat. And I would love to do something like that, but it uh, but also I'm not an actor. I'm not really a director. So it, it, this would be a whole thing. It'd probably be, it'd probably require a lot more people's skill sets than mine and yours. And I'm used to when we do a podcast, it's me and you sit down, like me and you sit down for two hours and we come out with about an hour and a half of actual podcast, <laughs> you know, well, well then, then I have to sit down for yep. another two hours and edit it and post it and all, all the stuff that goes along with it. But like, we sit down for like an hour of prep, two hours of recording, two hours of editing and posting, and we're done with about two with about an hour and a half of content. For us to do an hour and a half of that content would be like six months of work, you know, six yep. months of work, like twenty hours a week of like really writing and working and and a lot of people, and it, it, it's just it's it's a thing. It, it would be a big thing. It would be really neat to do, but we don't have a big enough audience to justify it. And I don't know how many people want to see that kind of thing. So anyway, that's that's an idea I had this week, and I should not have mentioned it on the podcast. But there you go. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so next up, Kyle Ray said, if Marvel decides to recycle actors from the Foxverse for new roles, I think Michael Fassbender would make an interesting Doctor Doom. I actually think he would be great in many roles, but I would like to see his take on Doom. Love it. I think he would be a killer Doom. Uh, just his, yeah, his grit, his tenacity, his his presence on screen. He looks like he could be a very imposing Doom. You know, just gotta slap a metal mask on him, cover him in armor. Great. You know, throw a green cloak on him. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think he, he has exactly the right sort of... Well, I mean, and he was Magneto. I mean, like... That is, those roles are not wholly different. You know what I mean? They are. Mm -hmm. They're different. But like the the feeling you get from both of them is this is sort of like cold, dreadful sort of feeling. And I think he played that well as Magneto. And I think he'd play it well here too. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Next up, Russell Brill said, just finished watching the final season of Runaways. So sad to see it rush through as I loved the first two. I noticed that they referred to the Darkhold as the abstract. Anyone else notice this? Much like them calling the framework the algorithm. Uh, we need our kids. We don't have powers. Face. Oh, uh, was the Darkhold the abstract? Problem. I didn't think that was the case. No, no. I, uh, I addressed this on the, the, um, MCU cast chat as well. Um, the they they had the Darkhold as uh, Morgan Le Fay's spellbook, and the Abstract was the book that the aliens brought that Alex was working with 
Okay, uh, gotcha. And had you know figured out in some way. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, that's the the abstracts what we had ever since season one, um, when they were working with all this alien tech. But yeah, I totally agree with Russell Brill on the fact that this was rushed through. You know. Yep. No, 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 no wonder yep. he was a, like a little confused that there were two books because. There was a lot of confusing stuff happening because they rushed through everything. They smashed everything else together. Why not smash those two books into one? Yeah, why not? Just smash whatever you want. Just just smash. Uh, uh, Hulk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Jesse Wolf said, hey guys, just letting you know that Benjers Assemble isn't on Spotify. Thanks for the great podcast and keep up the good work. Oh, I threw this in to remind me to tell everyone uh, it's on Spotify now. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Matt. I guess I should. I, I guess I could have just put that in our notes to talk about, but uh, yeah, it's on. Someone else had written that, so I just put it in for feedback to remind myself. Uh, yeah, uh, Binger's Assemble is now on Spotify. So the way that uh, if if it's not on whatever service you use for podcasting, let us know. That sometimes there's something we can do about it, like submit it. But a lot of times there's not. Weirdly, a lot of the podcast providers, like uh, the whatever, all the these weird third party podcast apps, they just use the directory of iTunes to. Uh, uh, import podcasts, but I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it has to be a certain ranking on podcasts ranking on iTunes ranking for them to download it automatically. Or if it just take, if the, if each of the podcast catchers just does it at a different speed. Cause it's like when we submit a podcast to iTunes, it takes them like a week to get up there on iTunes. And then over the next like month or two, it sort of just disseminates to all the other places. <laughs> so some of them, it's out there. Some of them, probably not. Honestly, we probably have a lot better shot of being on all the services now because you guys did such a good job with all those reviews last week. Um, so keep those up, and it should get everywhere pretty quickly. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for helping it spread. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Um, let's see. Next up, Reco Jet said... MCU cast slash X-Men feedback. I'm a newish comics reader, been reading for about a year, and a question I haven't seen answered yet is what is actually stronger, vibranium or adamantium? Uh, and when the MCU brings in Logan, would you like to see him in f- see him full of vibranium instead? Love the pod, and congrats on Stranded Panda, already a big fan. Hmm, so, so I, I don't know what's stronger, but I think they're different. Because they are different. Adamantium is super hard and super. Uh, you can you can, it, it's adam. Uh, I may be wrong about this, but I've always thought adamantium. Part of the reason it's called that is because the its slicing capability is really strong because it can get it very thin at the ends and it can slice well. Right? Isn't that part of it? I don't believe so. Hmm. Anyway, it's strong <laughs> and it can cut well. But yeah. vibranium absorbs all uh, vibration. Vibration. It, it, they're both strong, but I would say adamantium, from a toughness perspective, adamantium stronger, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, vibranium is is strictly a metal that is in a meteor that landed on Earth. You know, it's from space. It's a it's an element not found here. Adamantium is an alloy of multiple. Met, uh, multiple metals uh, developed by a person on earth but after it's you know heated and cooled and goes through its process it, once it's cooled it it's unbreakable uh other than by adamantium 
or um, it's it's also like you can bend it through magnetism, um, which I, if I recall correctly, uh, Magneto did at one point in the comics, just kind of rip the adamantium out of yeah he did Wolverine, which is nasty. Yeah, real nasty. But um, you know, as far as just outright toughness, it's adamantium that is that is stronger. You know, vibranium is just by itself. I remember watching all of the X-Men movies and every time Magneto, uh, when I was younger, every time Magneto would grab hold of Wolverine and hold him up in the air, like he did this and that in the comics and then ripped the adamantium Ugh. out of his body. I was like, it's it's happening. Oh no, it's happening. But it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll get it someday. Yeah. RecoJet also said, so I've been showing my 14 and 9-year-old brothers the MCU from start to finish. You're a good brother, Reco. You're a good brother. Great brother. Anyway, we reach Infinity War. They're obviously loving it, where Thanos and Gamora are having their conversation on Titan when the 9-year-old asked me a question that I admit I had heard before, but never expected from an elementary schooler. Why can't Thanos use the stones to double the food and water resources instead of killing half the people? And I really didn't have a good answer. I ended up saying that the stones could not double the space or planets which it would uh, which it would take to make or hold those resources. But I'm not sure he understood. So I was wondering if there was a theory or a famous Matt headcanon that would answer such a question for me and elementary schoolers alike. As always, love the podcast and hope all is well with the two of you. Uh, I have so many headcanons for you, Reko. I, 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 <laughs> I wrote you one of them, uh, which is, I think a lot of the reason you could believe that Thanos would not uh, think to double the resources is because he didn't have that ability on Titan. And his entire thing, his entire mission to double uh, to half the population is because he wants to stop happening to the to the universe what happened on titan he's a man on a single-minded mission to stop something that he couldn't stop the first time around you know it's his greatest regret and i think by that he's sort of locked in on this course that that's what he wants to do it's what he thinks he should do you know um and i think there's a little bit of him that's so obsessed in seeing that he was right on titan and that people didn't listen to him his identity is so balled up in that that he uh, has a hard time seeing another solution. Now, that doesn't make sense why all the other characters, like his his daughters or someone else, wouldn't be bringing that up to him. <laughs> like, you <laughs> hey, know, Dad. you know, Dad. <laughs> hey, Dad. Guess what? Bad plan. <laughs> like, and it even makes sense why he went around and murdered half of the populations by hand. Uh, like he did on Gamora's planet, that makes sense. But once you have the stones, once those are entered into the equation, someone needs to say, hey, uh, yo, Thanos, got a thought for you. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's also the the mental point of it in that if you just double the resources, then the populace is not going to know that there's a problem with what they're doing. They're just going to go, oh, look, we've got more stuff and then consume even more. Possibly, yeah, they're likely to just continue consuming and think, oh, well, when we start to run out again, we can just snap some more into place, right? It really just depends on what those that gauntlet could do, because he could have gone from planet to planet teaching like if he's really such a good guy, 
He could have gone from planet to planet, teaching them all the ways of, uh, you know, resource allocation and like giving them extra resources and taking away their pollution. And like, you know, he could like, he could have gone around the universe doing a lot more. Um, uh, but, but his choice was to make this simple snap. And, you know, he also, I, I think he did, um, he had the idea that he needed to do one simple thing. And, and that was the snap because it, he knew that if he kept the glove, he would be too tempted by its power. He, he says that in, in Endgame. Um, now, uh, my other headcanon uh, that's unrelated, you can't really double the water resources and you can't really double the food resources. Like, so, so, yeah, you could double the crops in a field, but you can't really like double the number of people needed to uh, harvest that field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can double a lot of things, but you can't double doubling the food like is an immediate solution, but it, it, you'd have to double like <laughs> then it's just going to rot. Yeah. A lot of it would rot. You wouldn't have enough food for everyone. The problem is the, the, the problem wasn't acute. So if you did double the food, everyone wouldn't recognize it as the bountiful plenty that he was trying to provide. They'd probably just, um, waste a lot of it. Like as, <laughs> as, as you said, um, and also yep. if you double the water, there's two ways you can do that. You can double the clean water by uh, destroying parts of the ocean and making them uh, fresh water. But then you kill a bunch of animals, like kill a bunch of the, uh, like whatever the biome of the earth uh, or yeah. all the planets, or you could double the water in general, but then you flood all the land. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's not like as easy a solution. Like all these delicate balances, basically he's saying that there's this delicate balance to all of nature and the only thing that's throwing it off is the overpopulation of so many of the sentient species once they conquer a planet once a sentient species becomes the head of that planet they start to mistreat the environment and he thinks it needs to be half of them so that the environment has time to recover and I am talking myself more into Thanos' side every minute. So <laughs> let's do something else. Like, <laughs> you're uh, you're going down a dark path there, Matt. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to. I think I actually head cannoned my way into Thanos being right. <laughs> Man, this is why Thanos is such mm -hmm. a good villain, though. Yeah, is because he he's got that not necessarily moral high ground, but he like part of him is right, and you can see his point of view, and. You know, he's he, you're just a, a bad day away from being me, right? Yep, is what it's what that's what the Punisher said. So, we're just a bad day, bad planet, uh, and some genius level intellect away from being Thanos, yeah, or one really strong headcanon argument. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Patrick Quackenbush says, Hey guys. What do you think of Michael C. Hall playing Wolverine? He's the guy who played Dexter, and he has that gritty side to him. Also a fantastic actor in general. First off, Patrick Quackenbush. Let me commend you on your wonderful name. I really like Patrick Quackenbush. Never, I think this is... Never heard the, that last name before. We've said, we've said his name several times on this podcast. Really? Yeah. Did I say how much I liked it last time? 
every time. Yeah. Mm, man, living in that memento universe is kind of nice because like <laughs> I forget pretty much everything I say and do, but it's like, you know, I get to experience things like Patrick's name the first time, every time. Yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's like, uh, it's like the living with yourself. Um, verse what it, you know wants you have you not seen that wait oh yes i have yes i have yes i have okay okay sorry so you know the when you uh, when you go through the procedure you experience everything like it's the first time all over again mm. to, to his to his point about michael c hall's wolverine i'm sorry that i forgot that we'd heard your name before patrick i feel embarrassed now um but rightly so to, to be fair i forget people that i meet in person five or six times. So please don't be offended. Um, you thought my name was Tim for the longest. I did. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> you are still in my phone. I could screenshot it to you right now as Jeff Randall, not Tim Randall. <laughs> uh, oh, so good. I called you Tim for so long, so many times. And you got legitimately annoyed at me. I think at some nah. point in there, I think you were like, there was, there was a couple times you're like, Matt, it's not Tim. <laughs> I was having fun with it. We've hung out a lot at this point. <laughs> you have not gotten my name right. Okay. But Michael C. Hall is Wolverine. Uh, I think, I, don't, I wonder how old he is. I, I think he's a great option. I think he would have been a wonderful Wolverine. I just don't know how old he is now. And I don't know how old they want him to be in the movies. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Michael C. Hall is 49 right now. Yeah, uh, and it seems like the reason that Hugh Jackman quit is the the and the reason that uh, Captain America quit. Like, it seems like a lot of the reasons they quit is because it's really hard on your body, and to be someone who's in their fifties trying to look like that is real tough. And Hugh Jackman's only fifty one, so Hugh Jackman's only two years older than Michael C. Hall. Now, I I think he's a great actor, and I, I would be down with it, especially if they're doing more of an old man Logan thing. But I think they just did that. And I think they're going to want, if they bring back in Wolverine soon, I think they're going to want it to be, you know, middle-aged Wolverine. Yeah, I think it's going to need to be a, a bit of a younger Wolverine. Not like 20s, but, you know, certainly, you know, looking like he's in his 30s. Yeah, it seems like that's where Wolverine seems to exist most of his time on Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, personally, I don't... I don't really like Michael C. Hall for Wolverine. Like Michael C. Hall is a great actor. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know that he's right for Wolverine. He, like there's a, it's not just the grit. It's, it's almost a, um, it's almost like a bestiality that needs to, to be present and, and a certain build that needs to be present for Wolverine. And Michael C. Hall's a bit, bit more live. Hmm. Um, and, like he he's more he looks like more of a cerebral grit you know like a a tenacious um mental not mental like a tenacious uh more like Reed Richard Doctor Doom type where he's more he's he's more in his head rather than physical maybe uh, did you watch all of Dexter are you a Dexter I fan? watched most of Dexter. Um, I do, I do see, I could see I, him pulling it off, especially, you know, in that, in that sort of era of Dexter, I could absolutely see him pulling it off. You know, I, I really, I need to like 
get out and watch more movies because or watch more movies and TV. Um, it's hard, honestly, to keep up with much else as much as we keep up with here and now Binger's Assemble and uh, trying to keep up with all the other stuff that I just like, like and Star Trek and all this stuff. But uh, it's hard to keep up. But uh, I really want to like I feel like I never know a lot of the actors people bring up. And I definitely don't know, like when people are like, who should be this? I start thinking and I'm like, do I know any actors who haven't already appeared in the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> it really sometimes it feels that way. You should start with Altered Carbon. I will. I promise I will. <laughs> and we should t- t- do a podcast about it. If you guys want us to do a podcast about it, I need to add that. Oh, by the way, uh, I, we, I feel like we're pitching a lot of stuff to you guys. I, we try to have a general rule of not pitching too many things in one episode, but we've already asked you to go review Binders Assemble and go to Stranded Panda dot, or uh, go to Stranded Panda YouTube channel. But also, a lot of you already found this. We've never talked about it on the cast, I don't believe, uh, but we've already got like fifteen or twenty of you have sent in uh, this, which is awesome. I really appreciate it. If you go to strandedpanda.com, there's a place where you can uh, join the Stranded Panda Army, and um, it's just basic. It's an email list, and we're gonna be sending out emails periodically to let you guys know if there's new stuff, if there's a new podcast. Some, we're gonna try to make it so you guys are some of the first people to know about things. Um, um, so yeah, th- that's a cool thing. But uh, I was thinking we should add to that, like that form that, <laughs> like, uh, thing that you'd like us to do a podcast about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Because if there's enough people in our audience saying this is the thing then we know like, Oh, okay. That that's a direction we should check out. You know, like I know yeah, a lot of people asked us for the boys. Um, and that would be real cool. Have you seen all the boys yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is real good. So good. If I'd known how good it was going to be, I would have started to pa- casting on it from the beginning, but it's always yep. hard when we get a season behind and we're like, well, if we do it, we've got to spend, you know, we've got to do 13 hours of casting or we could just jump in, which we've never done before, but we could. <laughs> I guess yeah. the completest in me does not like just jumping in. It's okay. <laughs> I, have, I have a really we hard can do time. What we did. Do you remember what we did when we started this podcast? Yes, we, we did uh, important like episodes select, from season yeah. one, select episodes from season one of agents of shield. Yeah. Which arguably was the worst season. <laughs> yeah. And so we were, we were okay being selective. Um, the boys <laughs> is great. And it's also it's not episodic at all. So I don't think there's really that many wasted episodes. Um, and there's only 10. So for being doing selected apps, we could do what we did with runaways, which is first half, second half, something like that. Yeah. Maybe. And then we're, and then we're just kind of like covering kind of getting, getting what our thoughts are about season one, or we could just do that. Just do our thoughts on season one episode and then jump into season two, something like that. I do. I do love the boys. It's really great. It's, it's, and it's easy to do. It's, it's not, well, it's not, I won't say easy. It's not too hard to add in a, a show or, or like a new podcast if we're only doing 10 or 11 episodes a year, you know, and we're just talking about that one thing 10 times a year. Yeah. That's not so hard. It's what's hard is when we're trying to like get one do started we're doing now. Yeah. Well, well, sure. I mean, Marvel, <laughs> the MCU has so much and we it's it would be really hard to add another show that we're doing weekly which is why we're doing Bingers assemble what the, uh, <laughs> what the why did we do that no what uh, in the hell the good thing is we're going to be spreading the work the workload around a little bit with other stranded panda hosts and stuff so that'll be that'll that w- the the reason we started that the way we did is because it won't be me and you doing a show every week it'll be a little more spread out than that 
Yeah. Even if it's share the load, even if it's me doing a cast of someone else and then you doing a cast of someone else. And then maybe every once in a while, us not even be on it at all. Like the, the, the load gets shared and we get to make a new podcast. Be like, the other thing is if we, if the, if the network actually grows and our patronage grows and people start buying t-shirts and our, and our, we, we move up in the rankings and all that kind of stuff. We actually can do more <laughs> like it really is. That's why we are so thankful when you guys support, because it really actually does mean we can do more of this stuff um, because it it's a lot more explainable uh, why I'm spending four nights a week podcasting. If it's like actually something that we're able to uh, make a living doing <laughs> because when, right now we're doing it solely as a uh, hobby and it's a it's a lot of work to build the, build the network. And even with the, the, the patronage and the ad sales that we do right now, it doesn't really make any money for us. It basically right now is just supporting the network, um, and getting us a website and getting us, uh, the gear we need and getting all that stuff going. So, uh, it's, it's awesome though. I, I, I love you guys. Thanks for listening to this wrong rambly episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering like, when, when are you going to get there? So that we can, you know, wrap this one yeah, up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Let's uh, let's it's okay. Let's, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We're gonna we're gonna go talk about Black Widow now. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about Black Widow. Come on. All right. Well, guys, we'll be back soon with the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at MCUcast.com. Also, StrandedPanda.com now, um, where, yeah. we're, where, where MCUcast will soon be redirecting as soon as I can get all that worked out. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers.